Real Locker Room Talk with the four horsemen of the Blackopolis, including Al Stalio, Nigel, Butch, and with special guests. Oh, damn, I messed that up. Whatever, you know what I mean. Dude, you're not the special guest. <laughs> Me, I'm you're the special <laughs> guest. Link, no, whatever. Wait, no, Who cares? No, wait, wait, wait. Butch oh, is the special starting? guest. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Butch is the special <laughs> guest. I messed it up. Whatever. Keep it. Let's go with it. This is awesome. Quality. It was quality, such a cool quality. sounding. No, that was that was cool, man. Either way, you're not the special guest. <laughs> yeah, man, that was funny, man. That was so funny stuff. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the, lo- the real locker room talk. <laughs> with <laughs> the horseman of Black Up Lips. With Nigel... Astalio, Link, and a special guest, Link. Butch Williams. Butch Williams, Watch. by the way, is a phenomenal singer, man. He's a vocalist. I, I don't really tell him. Uh-huh. But he's a, trust me, Butch is like the best singer. I mean, one of the best singers I know. Isn't that right, Butch? I'm one of the best singers I know, too. <laughs> Whoa! My God, very hey, confident. Hey, wow. That's the truth. <laughs> No, no, that's not Bruce, that's true. Bruce no. Lee words. Dude, that you know sounds what? like some Bruce Lee words, dude. That's <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you. Have you ever heard the Bruce Lee? I, I'm telling you, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. This guy is a vocalist phenomenon. And he was telling us a bit. You got to go and listen to the Saturday show, Living in Germany, if you want to know a bit more. I'll give a quick, brief, brief um, explanation. Uh, but he came to Germany, basically, and he, he met other, other people down here in Germany and realized, man, actually, I can sing better than them, man. And came here and just completely lit up the place. <laughs> Blew the place up, man. He's like the best. Awesome. Sorry to put your story into short descriptions, but you know. But oh, man, it's cool. <laughs> you know what my daddy told me? What's that? Awesome. My daddy said, God damn it, if it's the truth, you should tell it. Yeah, yeah sure, true. sure. That's, that's, yep. that's co- confident that he's best, man. So anyway, well, how's everyone? You know, I'm, I'm not even the best in my family. What? You know? Really? That's true. I, I want to meet his family, man. <laughs> the thing yeah, is, well, I mean, I mean, I'm the best male vocalist. My, uh, my uh, uh, sisters. They yeah, it's always the, me, it's always the women, man. It's always the women. Oh, but but none of them is uh, doing it professionally. They all got jobs that they hate. <laughs> See that that's a good thing because one of the topics we had on today's list is why it's good that we came into this topic straight away. It was uh, basically, should music be judged on musical performance alone and not image? See, what I was watching a video the other day on um, Instagram. And it was Beyonce basically talking about, yeah, people have forgot about watching, you know, listening to the music. All they care about is how people look, you know. So and she created that. She yeah, that's all. That's, that's, but that's, that's only a recent phenomenon, man. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I re- no, seriously, back in the day, it's, you had some people that, that, that had some jacked up, faces and bodies and shit i mean look at luther vandross and freddie yeah. jackson those Barry guys White. look like they ate their parents you know? <laughs> <laughs> but for real yeah seriously and and myself speaking from my speaking of myself when i was uh when i was younger i was about a hundred pounds heavier okay and and i remember the first time i stepped on stage at the park cafe one of my colleagues who should remain nameless said man 
why you let yourself get so fat? <laughs> like classic. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't live like that, man. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, no, you know that reminds me of Phil Wildcat said it was like me feel good right before going on stage. <laughs> 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 the, the thing is, though, I, I don't want to sound mean and that, but the, but the thing is, that, you know, you always picture like, especially the black person, especially like in the choir, it's always the big fat black lady. That's why you always got that saying, um, <laughs> the fat lady sings. <laughs> so when you step on the stage, being a hundred pounds heavier, the person looking for you know he's gonna sing wicked man. It's gonna be the best singer here in the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of of course, of course. You know, they they figure uh, I wouldn't have gotten the gig if I couldn't sing. Yeah, no. Well, you but, showed them. Well, well, I was even though even though I was singing, mm -hmm. you know, and I was singing really good I, at that time. I didn't know how to perform. Okay. You know, and so uh, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of appropriate to the subject because there were people that were on stage who, who had much better stage presence and who mm -hmm. knew how to work a crowd. Yeah. You know, I would just stand on stage and close my eyes and sing, mm -hmm. right, you know, because I was fucking terrified, man. You know, prior to that, I had done all my singing in church. Okay. You know what I mean? Singing in, singing in a club uh, for a bunch of people who stand back with their arms crossed and say, okay, impress me. You know, yeah. Yeah. that was really intimidating. And even though I knew I was the best singer on stage. I was still terrified, you know, and, and it, it, it was, and it turned out that that was, uh, it was a, the best thing that could have ever happened to me because in that hostile environment, I learned how to perform. And when I, after singing there, like every Sunday for nearly five years, mm -hmm. when I left out of there, man, I could sing anywhere. Okay. Damn. So he performed perform regularly now. That's actually that's actually that's actually one of my strong points is actually performance. So I actually love performing. Yeah, you got a voice too. That's the thing. Yeah, but I'm not a singer. I yeah, but you're rap. a rapper though, man. <laughs> you could you know how to. Yeah, yeah. You got you got that man. Um, now you ask a question. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so where, where, how often do you perform in Germany? You in Germany now, Butch? Yeah, I've been to Germany since '93, man. Damn, so are you like, are you gigging every week? Are you like, just like remain like once a month? How does it kind of work out there for you professionally? Guys a professional. I, I, that's, I've, I've, I've done nothing but sing for the last, I would say, what, 19 years? No, it's been 26 wow. years now. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. uh, so I guess about 20 years, 21 years, because I went, I had been in this country for five years before I quit my day job and just started singing full time. And so okay. I guess that's I guess that's uh, 22 years now. Yeah, let wow. me explain to you something. Um, uh, Butch, yeah, Butch is kind of, like basically I always say in the music industry is levels to be of success. Butch is yeah. a very successful musician simply right. because well, he lives. Success, off successful is a is a matter of perspective. I mean, I'm not rich or anything like. Yeah, that. but you would. I wouldn't look at that. You, you, like, you pay the you pay, you pay the bills. With, you pay your bills. To what me, well, yeah. To me, successful. A few months ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I hope you put some back on the side, man. I hope you put some away. <laughs> no, man. Hey, hey. Uh, I've I've got an ex-wife and three kids, so three. Are you good? You you got put nothing. Oh no, you can't put nothing away. away. <laughs> so, you know what they say? It's it's yeah, it's man. Oh, make, there we go. How much you get to keep? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it yeah, called? You just but, said it right there. Yeah. But like I was saying, I think that the people you see on TV, the successes you see on TV, are like these are like the the few. These are like the 
the Illuminati musicians. They basically know people and they get in there. Exactly. And then you got the people like, like who are just under them who are performing every week and making like these are the real musicians. You know, you go there to clubs and you go to the bars and they're being you know at gala events and stuff. That's where Butch sits. You know, he's making right. his cheese. He's successful, yeah. but he ain't, yeah. he ain't his cheese. Then again, you've also you've been haven't you been kind of to the top though, Butch too. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I've uh, what, what is that, what is that documentary about uh, famous backing vocalists? Uh, yeah. You um, know, I've, I've sung backing vocals for Shaka Khan, you know, I've, I've sung duets with uh, Patti LaBelle, you know, things yeah. like that. But uh, as far as me being out there on those, you know, I've, I've, I've recorded with Xavier Naidoo, uh, sung, sung with the Son of Mannheims and shit like that. But as far as me going out out and filling up an auditorium just basically on the uh, drawing power of my name, that's never happened. Would that be down to? Would that be down to probably? See, that's what I'm saying. Would that be down to the fact that you had a bit of stage fright, so you never really pushed for that, and maybe your confidence well, came? No, it, no, it's it like like you said, it's it's not about what you know, it's who you know. It's about connection. I was going to say it's about it's about opportunity, isn't it? Opportunities. Oh, it's all sure. about opportunities. Sure, sure. Like I, like, um, I'll give you an example. When you, when it comes to, like I know a lot of people uh, who are successful in Germany just because they were standing in in the light of uh, Xavier Naidu. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, I, I was, I mean, Xavier and I hung out for a while. You know, but I. You know, when, when I thought he was full of shit, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, Xavier, you full of that's, shit. That's something, that's, that's something that, that a lot of artists really respect because there's a lot of ass kissers around. Yeah. Uh-huh, so when someone oh, is man, actually he, being he, honest, he told me it's some a breath of fresh air. Time. Yeah, he told me some bullshit one time and I just laughed at him, you know? <laughs> and everybody, everybody in the room just kind of got quiet, you know? <laughs> And, and and then he started trying. Then he started trying to explain to me what what he meant when he said. And I said, "Man, you 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 you're fucking nuts. You're 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 full of shit." And then I and then I told him, I said, and 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 what really shocked me was that what he said was so far out there, and nobody <laughs> checking. Yeah, that's the thing because he's like the the butt, licking butt at it. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. But man, yeah, that's you know. what I'm saying. That's what that's what it is. That that's what it is. What it that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 yeah, well, you know, like yeah. for a while there, uh, you know, everybody in Mannheim was driving a a big fat BMW that he gave them, you know, uh-huh. and I could have had one at the time, but I was basically not. Uh, I I couldn't, man. It's like, yeah. dude, you, I can't I can't buy into that bullshit he was selling. You know, yeah. talking about showing up every Wednesday night for Bible study and and all this shit. You know, don't get it twisted. I ain't got nothing against the Bible, man. You know. Yeah. But what I I, uh, I, couldn't, I I just couldn't buy what he was selling. You know. See, I don't even know anything about this uh, saving of the guy. I just know that one song you were saying something like. What? You don't know Savio and I. I mean, I know one song or something, but I don't I, know. I, I, I can't, I can't yeah, say. I know one you gotta know DJ. Remember DJ Sherry? He yeah, was always talking about Savio. Can, can we not? Can we not name drop? Oh, so, DJ DJ drop. Sherry DJ Sherry used to be the DJ on Sunday nights in the Park Cafe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But he's, um, and he's the he's the guy no, that. Um, but his, you could tell by Alstalio's accent right now, or his voice vocals just totally just woo. By that pitch, don't even bring up that name, and I completely understand. No, no, why. no, no, no. I got nothing against him, but I, I just think yeah. that I don't. I don't want to uh -huh. talk about somebody who's not really here. You know, especially if you might go into a bad. That's direction. that's good because I got a problem with him. Fuck you, DJ <laughs> oh, Sherry, dude, dude, bitch. Dude. Oh wow! I'll say it to your face. All right, all right, all right. Link, all right, Link. All right. Little weasel, calm, 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 calm <laughs> little down. weasel. No, don't tell me about calm down. I, I, I get it. <laughs> the weasel man. Damn, damn. <laughs> I, I would like to. Add, I, uh, uh, I guess that's another conversation. What did he do to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that would mean that I would have to go back into my past and my music history, and I ain't doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Al Stalio knows I'm a very uh, I keep my uh, past it's it is what it is it's in, <laughs> but I will say I used to be signed let's just keep that the way it is <laughs> uh, yeah I told them all fuck off <laughs> oh yeah okay so well, um, <laughs> uh, moving along now. wait no actually no we are gonna we're gonna just touch on um Actually, no, I can't touch on Link's past because he's a bit anonymous. <laughs> but I wanted to say, I am. I'm very anonymous. Yeah, he tries to say. He tries. To, this guy tries to say he's, a he's trying to stay a mystery. <laughs> I'm well, not trying. I'm doing a very damn good job I'm, doing I'm losing, it. I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing my wits about me. He tries to stay a mystery, but I don't know. But I think if you do a little bit digging, you find out who he is. Uh, but this guy had had business in this area back in the day, and it didn't work out. And that's why he's a little bit salty now. So, you know, that, that's, uh, I mean, it's not that it didn't uh, work out because I told some people fuck off. It, it was nothing. It's that yeah, they it, wanted. Believe me, I was uh, I was making it, man. I was on top of the charts and everything. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't it, it was working out? I just told them all fuck off because uh, it was some snakes, man. That's the bad thing. I mean, that's the yeah. bad thing when you start making it in this business. If you got a good heart uh, and you're loyal, they're gonna walk all over you, and that's real talk. When the hire of the man, unless you get lucky and get gold and find that good manager, which I ain't even gonna well, get into all that. Just to, yeah, mm -mm. It, it, it's 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 kind of a sad situation, um, and and it's I feel I really feel sorry for the new artists coming up because unless mm -hmm. unless you got uh, a finished product, you know, where you've done all the work, you've done everything to where all they need to do is just uh, uh, come in and say here. We're gonna give you our. We're gonna put our machine behind you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like. But they want a fi finished product walking in the door. They don't. They don't develop artists anymore. You have to be fully developed when you walk in the door. And yeah. if you're and if you're too smart about the game, they don't want you either, because yeah. they they want yep. somebody that that they can not only uh, push. They want somebody that they can exploit and fuck yeah. over yeah, they try to jack you in it yeah they, they jack you basically like for example i know that you you had a um story where you was on a quite a big tv i don't know if you actually went did you go on the big tv show you don't have the name drop but you went on one tv show and they were Are like talking about me yeah yeah, yeah well that, i mean it ain't no big deal man everybody i mean I, I went on the voice of germany and they 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 waved the contract under my nose and i said nope <laughs> <laughs> just like that just like that Dude, like it was it, look 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 okay i'm gonna tell you something it was i was 53 years old at the time yeah okay um and i walked in and they wanted they wanted me to sign a contract that obligated me to seven years not only did they want to obligate me to seven years if i had won the whole fucking thing right 
it was uh, uh, it was only at that time fifty thousand euros, oh. right? And for fifty thousand euros, I had to uh, uh, squash my publishing deal uh, with Warner Brothers, so I could sign with uh, Universal. I would have had to, all of my original songs that I have ever written, right? We're mm -hmm. gonna belong to them, to their what? publishing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I and yeah, I. Yeah, that's said, what it is, well, man. You, you are a product, stuff, man. You are just a stuff, product. The stuff that I wrote before I was involved with this show—that's mine. Anything oh, I write in the context of of working in this show. Uh, uh, or being under contract to you guys, anything that I write when I'm under contract to you guys, then we that shit we can talk about. But the stuff that I created on my own before yeah. I even heard of you guys, that's none of your fucking business. Yeah, yeah. You know. So do you sing? You sing in German and English, or just English? I sing in English. I, I wrote a couple of songs in, in German at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was like it was like a, a, a three-year-old writing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I wrote a song one time called "Du Stecks in Meinem Herz." <laughs> okay, okay, that doesn't even sound nice, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's like it's like you're stuck in my heart, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, and I was I was trying to come up with words that rhyme with hats. You know? <laughs> uh, do, do sticks in mine and that is Once that is quite adorable. Kind of that is <laughs> you know shit like that. Oh, yeah. Quite yeah. Yeah, leave that aside. Yeah, so, so, so hold up there. You said you were 53 when you did that, or or was that just a, or what? Dude, at the yeah, time when I did that, I was the I was the young. oldest guy in the whole competition. Yeah, okay. Because I'm saying you sound young right now, so I'm, I, mm. I don't know. Maybe I am you, young. Okay. See, He's still depends, young. Young is a mindset. It depends, it depends on your perspective, you know. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying okay, whatever. What <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to but all right. Uh, all in right, in, in right. three months. Yes, the mind. I am a hundred years wait, old, but I feel wait, like I am twenty. Wait, wait. <laughs> you missed. You missed the. You missed the punchline. In in three months, you'll be fifty-two. Did you say, <laughs> guys? Guys, reversing back in age. No, no, no. I said sixty-two. Oh, sixty-two. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was born in August well, you... of nineteen fifty-eight. Man, uh, I've got a forty-year-old okay. son. His son's older uh, than uh, most of us here, man. But you know what? It's not even important. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, basically, that, that's, 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 fucked up. that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's the hustle to get you on it with these, with these show. That's for these show, like these uh, music shows, these reality shows or manufactured band shows. They're always just like, yeah, come and come do yourself. And if you're already successful, like, like to me, Butch was already successful. He's already get, he's got his gigs already. He's making his money. Everything's good now. Well, exactly that that shit would have cost me money. Yeah, to, yeah. To win that show would have cost yeah. me money. Yeah, and that's how to they sign get that contract would have cost me money. Yeah, that's right. why they that's why they 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 try Butch to is business people. smart. Butch is very business smart. That's the yeah, fact right there. See, the Butch, thing is, Butch most is people you, get, you can't convince my girlfriend of that. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here laughing. Uh, I'm not even gonna get it. I'm not. Gonna, I, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna get involved in that. I'm not even gonna say nothing about that. I'm, I'm just. Gonna, you trust me. You're business smart. I was very uh dumb when I got into music, and uh yeah, I did some stupid shit. Just you know, follow well, blindly some people. I probably 
that followed. And uh, I kind of shot myself in the foot. I'm not going to say no names, but I'll say it's a very corrupt music business. I'll tell you that. Music business is corrupt. Well, I, I know I know some people like um, at the time when I was I used to when I first got here, I was a manager in the food mall at Ramstein Air Base. And there were dudes working for me flipping burgers, man, who had songs playing on the radio. Yeah. Oh, you know, what? that's that's funny because I used to have I remember once I walked into McDonald's and um, and another couple of stores and I heard my songs playing in there, too. And I was like, oh, no, where's my money? And I realized a, com- a company, which actually no, doesn't exist anymore, took all the rights to my music. They called it a non-publishing distribution deal or something. No, non-exclusive distribution deal it was. And whatever money they right got. There, you walked they, into McDonald's and heard your music. Yeah, right? my music's been played all over um, England and probably Europe. But the thing is, I, didn't, I gave my rights to this company. And obviously, I didn't know. But they were putting my songs everywhere on iTunes and all that. So, like, if you go on iTunes now, all my songs up there. I didn't pull it up there. It wasn't Seven Music, was it? Nah, it was some some company in Sweden or something, Turmeric or Orchard. Um, what happens now? Look, I if I put if I, I put if I put a song if I put a song now on YouTube that was is my song, automatically it gets a, it gets a, a copyright copyright claim if it's a song that they know I did. What? Uh, yeah, and they t- and I have to write. What? Back. Luckily, the thing is, they don't. Ex- I don't think they exist anymore, or at least they don't exist under that name. Because every time I write to YouTube and say, "Look, that's my song," they don't reply. So after thirty days, you get your copyright back, and that's the only reason I got half my the copyright back on my song. But these guys are criminals, yeah, man. That's that's how it works. Snakes. They distribute yeah, all your music, all these companies. That's, that's they know snakes. where their friends are. Dude, it's, like, it's just yeah. it's just a newer version. It's just a newer version of what they used to do back in the old days. Like if you would walk into a record label A and R guy and you would pitch him a song, right? They got they got record they got recording devices in their offices and they'll tell you no, we da 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 da. And then a week later, one of the guys that they have under contract is releasing your song. Really? Yeah. That Absolutely. Criminal. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the most it's criminal. Just today they're more sophisticated I, I, about it because of technology. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, look at. I'll tell you something part. criminal look that at, happened to me. Richard, I, 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 sorry. Little Richard, Tutti Fruity, uh, all that stuff. You know the Tutti, the, uh, uh, Tutti yeah. Fruity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was he was writing songs and. Uh, he had he had songs that were being uh, 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 just jacked. There's this guy uh, Pat Boone, who was doing uh, uh, cleaned up white people versions of 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 Tutti Frutti and 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 uh, Lucille and these songs that, that Little Richard was recording. You know, because Little Richard was black, uh, he they would only play his records on radio stations that that didn't have any uh uh, uh how do you say any megahertz that that couldn't go out over long distance yeah okay. yeah, yeah restricted restricted his voice yeah but then then uh then they would take little richard's music and and whiten it up and pat boone would record it and then he'd get a number one hit. He's out there winning Grammys and filling up concert halls. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? It is. It's the truth, man. It's the yeah. truth. I, yeah. I, I had a bad experience. I, and this was over uh, when I was signed. Uh, I'll just say uh, it was uh, about my lyrics because I, I wrote all my own lyrics. 
to all my songs. And I thought you know about this story. There was one dude that was like, no, nah, if you want to do that song, you have to say I wrote the lyrics. It's a really big guy. I'm not even going to name drop. But he was a really, really, really big guy. And, and I was like, yeah, but I wrote the lyrics. He's like, yeah, but if you want to use that song, you have to say I wrote it. And, and my manager at the time was like, come on, man. Stop being so difficult, man. Just say it, man. I was like, whatever, man. Just do whatever. Yeah, Seriously, the whole album of mine says written by me, written by me, written by me. But that one song is written by this guy who probably can't even fucking speak Spanish. I'm just, not that I can't either, but I mean, it's just, at least I, I that's what I'm saying. I was proud of them lyrics. I can't even speak Spanish and I came up with that shit and they took that from me. So, and I, and they got, he got most of the uh, profits for that too. So yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, like, yeah, like I totally you did before, it's, they, it's just, they fuck you anywhere they can. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes they do it to us. Sometimes we do it to ourselves. Like, um, I know a guy, uh, there was a song that, that went platinum here in Germany. Um, there, there was this this German rapper named Cappuccino. Okay. And this was back in the. Sorry, in the That's kind of adorable. Was, that was that was what they called him, and uh, he wrote this Cappuccino. song called um, "I Miss You," or he released this song called "I Miss You," but the hook was written uh, by uh, this 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 dude named. Uh, his name is Larry Farmer. At the time, they called him Larry Love. He's back in the States now. But uh, he wrote that song. And they, they, they said, yeah, man, uh, they, they, they brought him in with a girl. And, and they, sang, they sang that hook that he wrote. And, mm -hmm. and then this guy wrote, then he, he rapped over, he rapped the verses and, and everybody Everybody in, in Germany was running around saying, I miss you. Da, 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 da. And, and, right? And, oh, and that one there, yo. What I want, that one there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like hey, the way you hey, said hey. no. That's, that's <laughs> not it. Anyway, they convinced him, oh, man, we might not even use it, but we're going to. Why don't you just sign right here and we'll give you 5,000 marks? Yeah. <laughs> they gave him 5,000 Deutsch marks. And then that, that song, once they released it, sold a half a million copies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and what was really, what was really least, fucked up about 5, it? 5,000. I didn't even get that. <laughs> what, was, what, was really, what was really fucked up about it is the guy that, that screwed over him, uh, he threw a party. <laughs> He threw a party in the Comgarn where we performed every Monday night. He threw a party to celebrate to celebrate his platinum record. That's all. At least he got invited to his own party. <laughs> yeah, that's was, that's um, sad. Come on, that's that's really like sad. throwing it in his face. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's you about, know. and I know, and but you know what, I get it, man, I get it, I, I, I totally understand, man, I know what that guy's going through. That shit's not funny at all. That, 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 that almost brought tears to my eyes. Really. That's fucked up. Hey, man, but you can still come to the party. <laughs> Y'all, there are. He's probably walking around the party. Yeah, I wrote that. You crazy fucker. Okay, <laughs> actually, you know what? Sure you did. Sure you did. You know, I know a guy. I know a guy. Yeah, um, he, I used to work with him on, on, on um, a few years ago. Um, and I remember him telling me, go, hey, wait, man, I need to tell you something. I was like, what's up, man? He was like, um, you know, I, I wrote Thriller, uh, Thriller by Mark Jackson. 
I swear, yo, I swear, that I'm gonna get this guy on the podcast. You know, I don't even deny it. I, you know, I believe it. Yo, I believe it. You think you laughing? I, he I, said he knew. He probably what, did write it. Yeah. The thing is, he was like, I know, I know, I knew Templeton and all these guys, and he said I, I wrote the song and they stole it from me. And he was like, I've been trying to get in touch with Michael Jackson ever since, and it's not worked. You know. And I was well, like, I, you know, I find that pretty hard to believe because if you know anything about Rod Templeton, um, yeah. uh, Thriller. Is is just Boogie Nights, okay? You know, if you if you listen to Boogie Nights from Heatwave, mm-hmm. right? That was that was uh, Temperton. Temperton wrote everything from okay. Heatwave, and and when when he got hired away from Heatwave by Quincy Jones, yeah, uh, everything everything that Rod Temperton wrote sounded basically the same. Okay, and right. if you listen to if you listen to Boogie Nights. And then you listen to uh, Thriller, you hear the same chord progressions, you hear the same production style, you hear everything's the same, man. Okay. You know? So uh, maybe, are we talking about maybe, lyrics right now or the setup of the music? I, I don't know. I don't know. What you, I think he said the lyrics. Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe he was part of Heatwave. I don't know, man. The guy, he, I don't know. He was, he was sincere when he was telling me, man. He was like, yo, I wrote that. Was the song. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, that that sound was 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 Quincy and and Temperton, mm. but it's possible. I mean, uh, I guess it's possible. Anything's possible, man. Boogie Nights. Trust me. The person who says that I love the person who says that I wrote I love rock and roll. Don't believe it. Wait a here, here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I can definitely hear the similarities. Oh, oh that junk is hot! That was a oh, yeah. <laughs> music was good, man. That was soul right there, bro. That that is back there when music was good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, or- the orchestration, the 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 sound, all that shit, man. Yeah, man. They popping my eyes, man. That was amazing. Boogie nights. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know. Kind of reminds me of the Bee Gees. That kind of reminds me of the Bee Gees a little bit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, was, oh, I like that shit. Woo! I like that. Wait, man, was that was a, great. Wasn't um the Bee Gees didn't have a film called The Boogie Nights though. It was a, no, that was a Chanta no, There was a song. There was a movie called Boogie Nights, but it was about the disco era. Yeah. 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 You know, but yeah, that's, that's exact. That's what that song sounds like. That song sounds totally disco, totally, yeah. totally. Well, they they, used, a, they oh, actually used that song uh, as the title track for the movie. Okay. Right. And all of that, all of that that's shit was so. before there was before Michael Jackson was like, mis- before Michael Jackson was the Michael Jackson that everybody's heard of. You know, 
I mean, he was Michael Jackson. Before that, he was Michael Jackson, who was the brother of the the lead singer of the Jackson Five. Yeah. But after yeah, after man. after he got with Quincy, man, after he left Motown and went over to Epic and and started recording with uh with Quincy Jones, man, then that's when he blew up into superstar status. That's some knowledge, he man. Eh? That's, it, that's so cool. To, Mike, yeah, Mike Jackson. Mike you know, actually, you know what? I mean, you know, man, was always the discussion who was better at Michael Jackson and Prince, man. You know what? Prince? There's, man, there's no Prince. comparison. Prince. I, Prince, Michael man. Jackson was a product. Prince, man. Prince, Prince was an artist. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, man. Prince was, though, Prince man. Prince is number one. Prince is number Listen, one. Man, I, 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 Prince, oh, Prince is, oh. such a, is such a complete artist, man. He's the kind of dude that he's in the studio recording a song, and then he decides, hey, you know, a harp would sound good in here. He stops <laughs> production. <laughs> he stops production and has somebody bring him a harp. Sure. And he takes three hours and learns how to play the harp and then Jesus plays it Christ. on the fucking record. What? Damn. Yep. That's yep. That's true, man. It's very true. That's Prince, man. He that man, dude, that dude was um, people don't even know how amazing that dude is. Yeah, the thing is he go on the fucking stage with his motorcycle and shit. That dude, man, his stage presence. Yo, that dude was I think it was the way he dressed, though, man. That's what used to mess me up, man. The way he dressed. It's not just the way he dressed. It's not just the way and and even that alone. He had great fashion. He had great fashion. I would love to dress like Prince. Fuck that. Prince had great, great, great fashion. Fuck what anyone else got to say. That shit, that shit was hey man, amazing. I, hey dude, I grew. I was. I was a young man in my twenties when Prince was. When Prince was uh, a young man in his twenties. As a matter of fact, Prince and I are the same age. Prince, me, Michael Jackson, and Madonna. We're all the same age. Okay. You know. I, I, I don't know except for except for they're dead and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you won. You won the battle. No, no, Madonna is still alive. I am Madonna. She yeah, show her face nowhere because her face is so jacked up from all the plastic <laughs> surgery. Yeah, but, yeah, man, but Madonna. My my point like is, a virgin. Point is, I'm walking around in Austin, Texas, and and uh, Prince is doing a concert in Austin, and I see thousands of people walking around wearing paisley and camisoles and lace. And 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 shit like that. Prince not only not only was he an artist, man. He was changing the way people dressed. He changed the way people did music. You know, like like this group, Ready for the World. All these people, Prince changed. Ready for the world, man. Damn. Prince changed the way music was done. You know, he was he was that. He not not only was he a star, he was a star maker. Okay. Yeah. It's real, man. Ain't nobody better than Prince. I'll say that to the day I die, man. Ain't nobody better than Prince. I'm not Michael Jackson hey, either, and I got nothing but props for Michael Jackson. But I'm sorry, hey, you, man. Michael Jackson landslide victory for hey, Prince. Michael Jackson was the first artist to ever sign a billion dollar recording contract. So, you know, uh, that that was that was the shit back in the day. He signed a billion, and, and, and you know, what was really fucked up is his sister Janet signed the most expensive expensive record record uh, uh deal in history for 50 million dollars and then six months later he signed a billion dollar contract <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute sis we could we could do a little bit better than i could do better than you <laughs> yeah. yeah he was he was i mean this guy i mean 
when you when you are when you are so big that your electricity bill just to power your house is hundred thousand dollars a month. Jeez, you know? and you can afford it. Jeez, yeah. that's crazy. The thing is, if I was that rich man, I'd be living in a small three bedroom country house, man, or something like this. I wouldn't be in no big massive mansion. I don't know, man. man. Yeah. Just, just think, just think, just think if you were somebody that made that kind of money, what kind of good you could do in the world? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? real. And, and, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be, we are the world and all that bullshit, but I mean, think, think of all the, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, well, look, Prince, like Prince donated so much money, you know? He yes. donated so much money to, to, to black universities and, and, and cancer research and things like that. But because, because of his religious convictions, nobody was allowed to talk about it. And, and Van Johnson, who was at one, uh, after, after he got uh, fired from uh, Barack Obama's administration, Van Johnson was uh, uh, working for Barack Obama and then mm -hmm. he got fired. Uh, uh, then uh, uh, he he went to work as Prince's publicist. Okay. And and after Prince died, you know, because while he was Prince's publicist, Prince wouldn't allow him to say to to even talk about any of the uh, uh, of the money that he was donating. You know. Yeah, because do you even know why though? That's because he, there's people that are saying, "Oh man, I donated this for that. I donated," and it's just so for so people could say, "Oh, he's a good guy." Nah, Prince wasn't like that, man. He just did it. He doesn't need everyone to know what the fuck he did, man. He was really that good-hearted. Well, actually, yeah, I think really, it's probably take, I think people it would take I know that might be hard for some people to believe. And he was also a very big, and I say in quotations right now, conspiracy theorist. So I, and that's another yeah, thing. Sure. I don't believe that, sure. that he died. I believe he was murdered. But you guys could say whatever you want. I'm not even going to go down that. I think all of, them were, all of them were my opinion. murdered, whichever way you look at it. Well, you know, definitely Michael that, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, if you say if you die at like an unexpected like age, like fifty or something, when they're still considered quite fit, okay, maybe it's questionable about Margaret Jackson. Then you gotta look and think, okay, it's like was there something going on? You know, you know that's mm, like it's, it's like it's like a guy dies with a knife in his chest. Yeah, suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> three shots. Shoot, in the back. I mean, nobody they, knows they, they, how uh, he did that. <laughs> you, you have got to wonder though. Prince was on but, on uh, one of these late night talk shows, and and he was talk, talking about, about he was Kim talking trails. about chemtrails and all that all that yep. shit, and yep. And I was like, oh man, please stop talking. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly you. You and me were watching the same show, and fancy that thinking the exact same thing. I was like, goodbye. Is, Sorry to say that. Wonder, you, you have got to wonder though how look at look at the. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say black, because obviously I know white white artists died. But look at the black artists that have died in like what in classes. Well, that's a real strange circumstances. Remember Aaliyah? You know what I mean? Yeah. She died in some plane crash. You know? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 man. You know I mean? was, but you know, you know, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, um, the they were part of her crew refused to uh, fly in the plane because uh, the the it was a small. It was a small twin engine plane. It mm -hmm. was a prop plane. And they they were over they overloaded the plane. And and uh and uh, the guy that was flying the plane even said, Hey, we cannot put all this equipment on the plane and then all these people get on the plane. 
because yeah. the plane is overloaded. It is not safe. Damn. He, the, and, 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 the, and that's what happens. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't have got on the damn plane. I never, I never heard that. That's amazing. I never knew that. that oh, I, never, I never knew that. The rest of her I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I, I had no idea. And you know what? I, if I was a Leah, I'd be like, you know what? They're not going. I'm not going either. Damn it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we planned all oh, this shit see, out to uh, take this see, chick out. A lot, of, a lot of the people <laughs> didn't go on the, on the plane because the plane was overloaded. She left some people behind because the, uh, they, her management said, well, we need the equipment so some of these people can take, can fly back commercial, mm. you know? And so a lot of people didn't get on the plane because the plane was overloaded. Another thing and that's it, weird. Sorry. Yeah, if I was a Leah, I wouldn't have gotten on the plane either. Also, the pilot, why is the yeah, pilot always exactly. seems to be not quite the same with um, homeboy, rest in peace, um, Kobe Bryant? Uh-huh. Why, no, Kobe Bryant, why is it always the pilot didn't have the right required license to be flying that particular plane or doesn't have something something's always there's always a discrepancy in his license have you noticed the pilot shouldn't have been flying yeah, but the pilot but the but he's saying that the wayne he's saying that the pilot said it's over it's over though you know what i mean yeah. so this must have been a pilot yeah, that yeah. knew what he, still, what he was talking flew? about but he still flew? yeah he could have made I that bet you they paid him a lot though. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they yeah, probably right. they probably did he die said, too? Well, did the pilot, you know, Here's the question. Uh, they probably did, told him, did, did, did well, you know, die? if you don't fly the plane, we'll get somebody else to fly it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess so. Who's yeah. going to take that paycheck in it? Yeah, that's exactly. That's what it comes down to the end of the yeah, day. He start thinking, I need the money, man. <laughs> I got kids, man. I got kids. <laughs> yeah. That's how easy it is, well, isn't it? You know, you know, know what they say, point. not all money is good money. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. right. You can't take it with you to your grave, can you? Mm-mm. Nope, can't do that. No, sir. Can't do that. Anyway, anyway, I want to. I just want to do one more topic because we've been talking about that one for a lot. Um, it's a part topic that I'm interested in. Uh, do you think the black fatherless role has changed? And what I mean by that, basically, like what I've realized is, black men. Remember, like, like I don't know, I don't know. How you was um, Butch raising? Yeah, you you probably raised with your father and stuff, so it was probably still all right back then but like obviously the generation after like so so basically your generation which um kind of somehow didn't manage to raise their kids but what i'm finding now is that my generation being a young black okay middle-aged black guy now uh i'm like totally determined to stay with my wife because i want my kids to have a father but do you think that now like basically the europeans or white folks they're not. Ha- they're having the other way. The hi- sorry, the issue the other way around. So they're like the, the like the the white man is more likely to say, "Nah, sack this mate, looking after my kids." You think the roles have switched? Depends where you are in the world. Yeah, that's um, right. I, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, I think that blacks have gotten. Well, I'm putting that in quotations. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. Go ahead. There's, there's a there's a um. Well, certainly. I mean, the thing is, yeah. I, I think from the outside looking in, and the media and everything else, you, you see the portrayal of the black father more now you know i mean he's more of a role model whereas back in the 80s 90s it was yeah absent black fathers absent black fathers absent black fathers so well you know it's it's a person's choice isn't it and and that's well i don't know man Um, i I think if 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 you ask me i come from the generation where uh okay first of all my father was 
present, but not present. Because my mom, my mom died when I was 10. Okay, my oh, father raised us uh, for the most part when he was there. But my father was, uh, my father was uh, an alcoholic. He was abusive. And uh, we kind of raised ourselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But if you, if you want to know what I think about um, the black father, uh, uh, most of the kids I knew, uh, they, first of all, their mothers were single mothers who had, uh, uh, who still had relations with their fathers, but they were not married to their fathers or the, uh, uh, they had, they had, uh, live-in boyfriends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing of it is, is a lot of these, these women were on welfare. Mm-hmm. And the problem was, if you had a, if, you, if the father moved in uh, with the mother, no then, money. then they, t- they, they take away the money. And the mm-hmm. father's income wasn't enough to, to pay the bills. Yeah. So a lot and, of these, yeah. A, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, 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 guys, they would be in the house, and and then when the when the welfare ladies come in, they would they would they would jet, they would disappear. Yeah, you same know? in England. Same in England. The thing is, though, so so um, if the if the government is set up to where a woman is penalized for having a man in the house, yeah, then of course you're gonna have you're gonna have an issue. With, with absentee fathers. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that as well, because obviously financial is a big thing. And um, what, what you, the same thing happens in England where the father will go missing, but the whole problem is society, because if you think about it, if a family can't survive on one wage, then it's a system that's broken, not what we're trying to achieve. Because, you know, in, in the good old days when the man went out to work and the mum stayed at home and did all the cooking, blah, blah, that was eliminated because bills and everything else and all these other expenses started to go up and up and up. So, you know, it, it's crazy how you write. It's crazy how they penalise the woman or, 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 the, or the couple, if you think about it. As a, as a couple, they're getting penalised if they stay together. They still lose out because they're still not earning enough money then to care for the family. So, catch 22, man. Well, see, that's, 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 that's the system. I mean, they, they, the system is not designed to help you succeed. The system is designed to perpetuate itself. Yeah. You know, I, I, I knew a guy. Um, he was uh, a recovering drug addict. Uh, and his, his, he had custody of his children. And they moved him into uh, government housing. And uh, his benefit that they were paying him every month was not even enough to 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 pay for uh his utilities and buy food and things like that and so this guy was a a a trained uh uh, carpenter and so Mm -hmm. what he started doing to supplement his income is he would he would uh do like little odd jobs for people and they and they the they would come around and say okay so how did you pay your light bill this month how did you pay this this month and he'd say, well, I built, I built a cabinet for this guy. I repaired a door for this guy. And yeah. they would deduct that money from his benefit because they don't want you to get ahead. They want you to be dependent on them, them. Yeah. because mm-hmm. that's how they justify that's the, 
getting that's their allotment from the gov that that's how they exist. Yep. Yeah. The, the bureaucracy is designed that's to that's sustain that's itself. It's not designed to help the people. It's designed to 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 keep itself going and to yeah. justify their budget. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but it can it can preload the money when they want proud to. of the guy. Couldn't even be proud of the guy just trying to, you know, make a little bit of money yeah. on his side, actually doing some sincere work. Well, I, you was know? I was proud of him. I was proud of him because no, not you. Not you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people I'm talking about the people that are coming to the house. You know what I'm saying? Asking about how is he paying for his like that's some cold shit. So you're saying a guy would have been fucking there without electricity. You know, this place is a cold gonna, world. I know what they want I'm you to do is they want you, they will pay your, they will pay your light bill for you. They will pay your water bill for you. They will pay your rent for you. Okay. They will pay all that shit for you. And then, but the minute you start trying to get out of dependency, then they penalize you for that. So they want you to sit on your ass and collect that money. You know, but I've got a and, client who's yeah. um, got his own business, and he can't. He wants. He wants to be a public speaker. He wants to sell merchandise, so on and so forth. But the problem is, is as soon as he earns over one hundred and fifty pounds, then he has to stop. He literally says, "Oh, I can't earn more than that because then my benefits will stop." And I'm trying to get it into his head that he can make far more money than what he'll lose. Well, for him, like you say, yeah, but they want you to be that, dependent on that site on yeah. that safety net, man. Yeah, mm. well, that's it. That's it for him. And that's how they so. get you anyway. They make they make you, and you're. And I get what you're saying, Nigel. But at the end, what if it doesn't work out, right? Then mm. that's that. That's what they got him. They got him on that fear. They get you with that yeah, fear. Yeah, yeah. You know? Dude, let me tell you they're, something. They're, they're I worked. Limited. I worked my ass off for years. You know, and. I had I had health insurance. I had uh, a steady paycheck. You know, wasn't saving any money, but I was paying my bills. And uh, and my family yeah. had health insurance and all that shit. And one of the scariest things in the world that I did was quit my job and went full time doing music because that that is uh, I understand how people get dependent on the system, man, because mm. uh, uh, you got that paycheck that you know is going to be there every month, mm. right? But it wasn't until I actually quit my job and went out on my own doing music that I realized the only limits that were on my income is how hard I was willing to work. Yeah. yeah. You know what That's I mean, true, and it and I was when I yeah. was a restaurant manager at at, at Ramstein Air Base, man. I had I was running the only twenty four hour a day, seven day a week food facility on base, and I was on salary, which meant that they could work my ass twenty hours a day if they wanted to. Yeah, my salary did not yeah, change. That's true, and he would still uh-huh. be the same. Yep, it'd still yeah. be the same. How fucked up is that, y'all? You know <laughs> what I mean. And so when when yeah. I when when hey. And I was turning <laughs> down gigs where if I had taken those gigs, I could have made twice my monthly salary in a weekend. Yeah. Damn. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, why am I doing this? Mm. You know, and, and, and my wife told me, she said, if you quit your job, I'm leaving you. <laughs> and it's all the woman. The woman always goes to the pressure. <laughs> See, why can't the woman be more supportive? 
Man, nah. support your man's hey, dreams, nah, like, nah, nah. man. She my my, my wife would support. Say that. I say that, mean. I mean, whatever, man. I ain't talk about your wife, Daryl Stalio. You know the way you, you and her are. And everyone has a fucking unicorn. She was, she all right? Concerned. Listen, man. You got the lottery ticket. Good for fucking you, all right? But most women are just that way. Where you're going to do what I say or else I'm leaving you. Yeah, but baby, if I... But let me tell you something. This guy was a millionaire. That woman would be all over his dick. It's just, I'm just so sick of that shit. That's women for you, man. Whatever. I'm going to get a drink. I hate talking about Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> the, the thing of it was is that my, my, my wife was concerned uh, about the fact that the first time she ever laid eyes on me, I was standing, on, I was on stage and she was in the audience and she fell in love and she was concerned that if I got out there and I was performing, that other women would feel about me the same when they say oh, yeah. the same that she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she didn't want me out there. She said, there's too many women out there. Uh, there's too, you know, women on stage, women in the audience. Yeah. But what she didn't realize was as a restaurant manager, there's most of my employees were women. Most of my, most of my coworkers were women. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And if somebody is predisposed to fuck around, you don't have to be a musician to do that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, okay. And, 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 but it was, it was that plus she didn't want to give up that, that, that security of having that, that paycheck. No. But then once, once I quit uh, uh, my job, she, <laughs> she really liked the money. <laughs> She's like, I got back just the time. I bet you she did. I bet you she did. <laughs> That's yeah, a but you know, but after after a couple of years of me of me doing that, she she didn't like me being gone all the time. Uh, you know, and, and I even I even took her to a bunch of my gigs, man, to to reassure her that I wasn't out there fucking around. But what that did was that just confirmed in her mind that there were too many women. And then yeah, she said, sure, you, need sure. to, you need to quit doing this and go back to work. Yeah, you know, and I said, if you're so hot on somebody having a job, you get one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Thank you for standing up for yourself. Woo! <laughs> Listen to this, gentleman, Butch Rocks. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but stand up uh, for your dreams, one, man. One Sometimes you from, have to stand up for your dreams. One time I came home from a gig and um, all my shit was thrown out of the house. Really? She yeah. And she told me she told took. Me, she told me that uh, that if I if I didn't agree at that minute that that I was going to quit uh, uh, singing and go back to work, that I wasn't coming in the house and and I had to leave. And I just picked up my shit and put it in my car. I slept in my car for a couple of months, man. Really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Clap for this gentleman. Can we clap for this gentleman? Dude, follow his dream, man. Follow this dream. Thank you, man. That's right, man. No, because you know what? Did you all even hear what the fuck he said? I was here for a little bit. I heard some shit. And let me tell you something, man. If you heard what this fucking woman said, and I'm sorry to say it like that, but seriously. I mean, she said, I, I want you because you ain't got enough time. Did you hear what he was saying? He was working at a place where he was working like so many hours, right? And that he was hardly even home, right? Because he was working so fucking much. He was letting go good-ass gigs. He was taking the woman with him to his gigs. And she... That's what I'm talking about, control, man. That's insane, the, the, the control women can have on men. And from him to break off from that, I just, man, good job to you, sir. From me, well, from me that, to you, yeah. good job. Yeah, the, the thing of it is, uh, like, I, I, like I said, I, I, 
The only time I, I slept in a bed was when uh, I was in a, when I was doing a gig where there was a hotel <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until I, until I uh, found a place, you know, but it, and it took me but a while. He and, got and, it. And he achieved thought, it. You know what I mean? She, she thought I was going to come back home after a couple of weeks, you know, and it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. Yeah, that's and then once ah, she I wasn't coming ah. back, she filed for divorce. Yeah, that's uh, ah, that's lady, joke's that's on you. Well, not really, because I guess she's still getting money. Because that's the way no, it she's is, right? Not actually. She, may she oh, oh they're great, <laughs> lady. Died, man. She, hey, hey, Link, okay, Link, she, she passed away. That got serious that's real the, quick. Bless, never mind. Bless, All right. No, bless no, no. I mean, no. I mean, I don't wish that upon anyone. But and and also. The children that we had together are all adults now, and so um, yeah. But yeah, what, but I didn't know she died. That's, 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 well, of course, of sorry. course, you didn't. How would you? But it, it doesn't matter. That was that was like uh, the first wife. My second wife. We were together for seventeen years. Wait, you, you been know? married one once? Yeah, dude. I, uh, I'm. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you get married again. <laughs> No, I'm well, not he said. That. Well, I mean, he said it, obviously because he said he was paying some his wife right now, right? He was saying that in the beginning yes. of the show that he's so has to get. So, I mean, if yes. that last one passed away. That's why I thought this was the same woman, and that's why no, I was like, ah! no, 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 no. Then, but, oh, but I have but to say, I have okay. to say, I am sixty-two years old, and for the last, uh, with the exception of this past year, I've been married for forty years because I was married to my first wife for. Uh, 23 years and r as soon as that divorce was final I got married again um, and it was uh, I will never I will probably never marry again unless this woman on this sitting next to me on this couch right now would would come to me and say hey let's get married but but she's the only one uh, that I could ever imagine marrying and she doesn't want to get married oh, which Oh, I'm just gonna do it again. Oh, you got always gonna sit there and be like, I'll do it, I'll do it again. But dude, look, look, let me let me explain something. I've been married now for seven, seven years. This is my this is my eighth year now. This is my seventh. This is my seventh year. Going eight years. Oh man, I got my anniversary soon. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, and I said, if this ever falls apart, I'm never getting married again. That was it. That was same I did it once. I've said the same, man. I'm the same. I, I did it once. I got the T-shirt. I got the trophy. Never again. I got the T-shirt. Let me trophy, dude. I was actually in the same boat. I, I thought I was never, ever, ever gonna get married. You know, again. And, yeah. and as soon as, as soon as, uh, I don't know, man. This, this, this. She was. This was a young woman who was uh, had me convinced that. I was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know that one. I know that That's one. how and, they do it. That's how they do was, it. That's how they do it. She was young and hot. And, yeah, yeah, you think um, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and, and she, she, she said that, uh, you know, um, she wanted to have a baby. And next thing you know, she's pregnant. And we, our, our son was 14 months old when we got married. So, okay. So because I mean, you kind of done the right thing. It wasn't. It wasn't about that. It was like I think. I think 
uh, she deliberately got pregnant so her mother wouldn't have any objections to us getting married. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and then yeah, you know, it's, it's, see the, the she's she's like seventeen years younger than I am. Okay. So so uh, and I and I had I had two grown children going on three grown children and uh, at the time i was like well damn um this is a young girl i can't i can't uh and i i, I swear i was i swore i was never gonna have another child but i said well damn butch you can't you can't expect her to uh not want to have children she's in that age where she wants to have babies and stuff and if yeah. you want to be with a young woman how can you tell her she can't have kids you know okay. And but you, which is, she basically played it to the hilt, man, because now the kids are her tool to get as much money as she can get her hands on from me. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. The classic. <laughs> But the link. joke's on her. Yeah. Coronavirus. Yeah. Ain't no <laughs> 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 joke's on her. Coronavirus. <laughs> oh, gee, listen See, to coronavirus this. ain't all that bad. <laughs> well, tell that, tell that to my bank account. <laughs> It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag of feelings. It's a, of it's a, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, going back to the original question. So do we think, do, do, we, do we say that like the, the, father, the fatherless roles change now? So it's not really the, like I find that black people are more likely to stay now and raise their kids as much as or more than white folks or european people because they don't have this like the european people europeans don't have this pressure because they think yeah well whatever but we're kind of like you know my dad weren't there for us so we so should kind of you're talking like here right well i'm talking about anywhere in general like everywhere i think also in america i don't think right, if you're talking about uh, are you are you, are you Dude, talking, talking about, about if you're talking about the united there's, states there's, of america right? you're talking about uh uh nearly 70 of all uh uh black households are without a father in the house. Well, I don't think it's that, uh, is it that much? It's not be that much, is it? Yeah, we got to think about incarceration. incarceration you look and talk about the hood. Incarceration, incarceration will be, um, so we'll add to some of those numbers, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, in the, it's dude, it's, it's like, Well, let's let's let me let me check something out right quick. I'm I don't want to be saying no bogus bullshit. So, let's see what percentage. Um, and I'm looking this shit up right now. All right, because I would say I think that like me, I don't, it's not that I'm like yeah, I want to, but I'm gonna stay with this girl just for the kids because I do love my wife and stuff like this. But I think do do black men now feel a bit more obliged? Like, look, I ain't leaving my kids like my dad left me. You know what I mean? Do, Is that what's instilled in us is now? That, is, okay, let's just say, is it because blacks have more rights now? Remember back in the day, it was more tougher for them, right? It's oh, like yeah. everything it right now, was. everyone's getting... So, I mean, okay. right now, blacks Here, are getting a lot more. <clears throat> 74% of all white children below the age of 18 live with both parents in America, yeah. while only 38% yeah. of African-American children can say the same. Yeah. But do you think that because of, yeah, nothing's but, changed? <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> but, but no. But I think I think going back, let's say twenty, thirty years, the number is less than that. 
I'm going to be bold and say that. You're absolutely I'm going to say right. it was, I think it's improved. Even if you look at 38% as being low, I think it's probably massively improved because I don't know. I don't know personally. I know one black guy who was mixed race where his dad was looking after him. That's it. From all my black friends, everybody else didn't have a father. None of them. Zero percent. Only well, the one that's, person. That's, that's, yeah, that, hey, dude, when I was living, when I was in, in when I was working on Ramstein Air Base, um, my, my son uh, had four friends mm. who were biracial. Yeah. And he was the only one that lived in the house with his dad. Yep. Especially like in Germany, for example. Can I say something? Can I say one thing? Yeah, all I want to say is that but what I'm realizing, all, all, what I'm realizing from his uh, research right there, he's saying that mothers and fathers that are together. But you don't have to be together with the wife to be there for your kids. So Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So that because you know what you that, that and that's a very you do you, you do not have to stay with the woman to, to be with the kids. That's, yeah, you that's, do know that's that. a Depends, bullshit reason know, to stay with the woman. Yeah, but that's a bullshit difficult. reason to you know stay with a woman, and that's realistic. A, I don't. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm, just I'm gonna tell you something. I, there's I think plenty of I, fathers. There's plenty of fathers out there that are still taking care of their children. Is all I'm saying. That are not with the woman. So mm -hmm. I don't know how that that's works true. in the whole. So there. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Because I. I try to be as big an influence on my kids as I possibly can, um, even though I'm not with their mom. But that being said, uh, I think the fact that I stayed so long with the mother of my adult children, I think I did more damage to my children by letting them see the dysfunctional relationship yeah. that went on between, exactly. between me and, and I told them. That's mom. what I mean. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly it, that is never a good reason to just say, hey, I'm going to stay with the stay with the mom for the kids. It's terrible because the kids can still get that feeling. You know what I mean? There's still that awkwardness of arguing every that's not good for the kids. A loving household is good for our kids. And that and sometimes a loving household is not with parents being together. No. And that's well, I'll, tell you what, the, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the only reason um, I stayed was because um May she rest in peace. My first wife was so crazy. Um, let's 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 just cut to the chase. I, I tried to divorce her and get custody of my children uh, before my uh, uh, before we ever came to Germany. And um, I was living in Texas, and I went to a lawyer, and he said, "Son, um, I'll be glad to take your money." but you're a black man living in the state of Texas, married to a, a white girl, and there ain't no way in hell any judge is going to give you custody of those children. Yeah. He said, my suggestion to you is to take those kids and run. <laughs> Done. <laughs> or, That's a great lawyer. That's a great stop. Stop for real. Wait, That's a great said, lawyer. Leave. He said, or leave. <laughs> Or if you want to, but then you'll be looking. He said, if you if you leave, your kids are without your protection. He said, if you if you take those kids and run, you'll be looking over your shoulder. Yep. For the cops, and and uh, and, and he said, I'll be glad to take your money, but you don't have you don't stand a snowball's chance in hell. If you want to stay, if you want to protect those kids, you need to stay there and tough it out. No. Oh, man, yeah.
But you know what? Can't saying that though, I just feel me. I can't, I can't say I agree with the end part. But what I what I'm talking about that that was well, a good lawyer look, is he was actually honest back on about it, I wouldn't have the done whole it. the whole thing, the whole. But I'm saying at least he was at least he gave you the whole you know the whole thing. Like you could take the kids, you can yada yada yada. But at least he was honest with you about saying that the judge was going to do this and yada yada yada. So at least he was honest about some things. A lot of, so that was good. What I want to oh, say yeah. is after hearing the statistics, I'm I'm feeling confident that what I'm what I believe that. Like black fathers are sticking around more and helping raise their kids is is on the up, and I do believe that. You should you should? Well, I do believe that the 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 we in about two generations or so, the white folks or the Europeans will have the same problem that we had, where the guys just like yeah, man, they're just dipping and you know dipping and leaving, and leaving kids everywhere, and um, then things will level out a little bit, man. I'm 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 confident that's going to happen. But once again, I think I think the numbers are higher, but it's just that it's because he's talking about that our families that are staying together. Once again, I'm saying you don't need to stay married to take care of your kids. So that's not a that's not an actual accurate. Well, I mean, if you if you look at also uh, there there are so many there are so many factors that contribute uh to the parents to women being in single uh parent households and one of them is because there's if you look at if you look at the the prison system you got uh black <laughs> black men make up 14% of the uh uh american population black people excuse me black people make up 14% of the population but they make up uh uh, uh they make 42% of the prison population yeah it's crazy you know? So you've got, and, and then you've got, it's like, it's like you've got, you've got blacks, Mexicans who make up the majority of the, of the prison population. And then the rest are, are whites. So yeah. it's like, it's like you got, you got, uh, 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 the, the way the prison system is set up, um, it's set up to where if you are poor or, or a minority, you will be in prison more often than not. And, yeah. it, and, and, and America, it's, 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 it's really bad, man, because uh, what is it? Uh, America, America has our population is like 24% of the world, but mm -hmm. we have uh, like 40% uh, of the world's prisoners. Crazy. Crazy. Which they're releasing right for coronavirus that doesn't make any sense i don't even man oh yeah 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 <laughs> anyway you know what we're coming Remember, almost to the end we're coming almost to the end of the show yeah. i wanted um but we did yeah, have another the, segment what a time to go to the end yeah 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 <laughs> we did want to do another segment because uh nigel i don't want to make his um research in vain uh we was going to introduce a, a prominent black figure from the past uh one every it's going to be one a week or one every three weeks or one every month i don't know uh, Nigel, do you still have your? I'm going to introduce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> forgot you were still there, man. You've been so quiet today, man. You, you guys have been chatting, man. I, I've tried to, I've tried to get a word in entries, man. But well, I'm sorry, dude. You, you, yeah, you good, know, man. To be yeah. fair, it's been, it's been really interesting, man. Listening about our old artists and like some of the truths behind, obviously, what, what, what we think we know from what the media shows us, but then hearing, you know, even some about Aaliyah. I mean. All I knew was Aaliyah died in the plane crash. It seems sus to me because yeah. no one told me about the plane being overloaded and all them teams there. And yeah. now you're telling me that. And I'm it's with like, Nigel. wow. You know what I mean? To me, that's like, oh, okay, you just bust. 
you've just you just bust a bit of my perception, which is good. You know what I mean? Because you know, if I've never had this conversation, I live, and this, and the thing with with Frilla, Frilla is one of my all time favorite favorite records and the video and the actual reason I actually watched it was I accidentally recorded it when it debuted in, in the UK. For some reason I recorded it. And don't Which song why, are you talking about? Thriller. Sorry, Michael Jackson Thriller. Yeah. So when I when I watched that video the next day with the zombies and the werewolf and all them things there, trust <laughs> me man, I said I went wild. I went man, I got all my friends who come out of my house, I had a thriller party mate. <laughs> And yeah. I spread it on repeat. Yeah. And then they use a VHS video, so they have to rewind in that. So, again, to hear your <laughs> take on the way that Phil has been put together and how he's based on another song, and listening to that song tonight and thinking, bloody hell, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man, educational. Butch, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, really good, so. hey, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was very nice. It was nice talking actually, to you, Butch. You actually, we could, very, we could put Butch and the prominent well. people. You dropped some wisdom. You dropped some nuggets of wisdom. You are a, yeah, you are yeah, a man, wisdom dropper. If you, if you live long enough, you'll learn some shit. I like this guy, dude. We need him on every time. If you've got any online links or assets that you want to drop, put it on the Facebook page and all that, then send it over to Wayne and we'll, we'll get that all sorted. Right, so very quickly, uh, I'm going to just talk about a guy called Benjamin Banneker. Okay. okay. Uh, as I was wondering if anybody else knew knew about Benjamin Banneker? Um, no, I've never heard of him. Heard okay. of the well, name, and but I I do not remember. He was a uh, um, born in uh, seventeen thirty one uh, to a, a, a freed slave. So his his mother had been freed from slavery, and he was a self taught African American mathematician, astronomer, almanac author, and farmer. Okay. At age 15, he took over the family farm and created an irrigation system to control the flow of water to the crops. But in the not in 1750s, he invented the first clock. Now, I've been looking on Wikipedia, and according to Wikipedia, he actually made the clock out of... He'd never seen a clock before in his life, and he modelled it on a borrowed pocket watch, and he carved each piece of this clock that he made to scale. Okay. I mean, so this this, this 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 young black boy born to a freed slave made the first clock. I didn't know that. I read it till I'm going. That's what? awesome. Uh, he's also well, responsible awesome. for, for surveying of territory for construction of the nation's capital in 1791 after the lead architect quit. He also authored commercially successful uh, a series of almanacs. So this is where he would predict sunrise, sunset. Uh, when certain stars would appear in the sky. I mean, this guy was amazing, man. This guy was amazing. And he also corresponded with Thomas Jefferson, draft of the United States Declaration of Independence on the topics of slavery and racial equality. So Benjamin Banneker, who, who died, unfortunately, everyone has to die, October 9th, 1806. Yeah, he's my, he's my black history legend who, until, until today, I didn't know anything about this guy. And... You know, having watched um, hidden hidden figures yesterday as well, you know, and just realizing that our people are great. You know, we're great, and we've been buried. Yeah. Our, our, our successes have been buried, but the mistake that we are still making is that we're not celebrating these successes to our to our young people, so that they can see. Hold on a second, I ain't got to be no rap star. I could invent something. I could make something. I could change the world with what's in my head. You know what I mean? And I think, you know. 
you know, I'm, I'm honoured to have read that story because I think, wow. Because the thing is, all we ever hear as a, as a black person is the negative parts of history. You know what I mean? We always hear the negative. It's only now you're starting to hear, see some of the good, you know, the feel-good movies and some of the, the, some of the, some of the wrongs are being righted in courts and that. But that kind of thing there, that's inspiring. If I'd have heard that when I was at school, that would have set me up another level. That would have set me up a different level. I'm telling you now, because it'd have been like, wow, mathematician, self-taught. I want to be as good as him. You know what I mean? Them kind of ambitions. You have to yeah. push into kids early, man. So that's it. That's my little piece, too. <laughs> Just want to add on to that. Well, I think most black people are kind of self-taught with stuff. Because like, if you look at it, with education, for example, we're always the first to fly out of school. If anything goes wrong, we make one mistake, we're out of school. So I find that a lot of us had to self-teach ourselves because we wasn't really favoured, you know, in the, especially when he was born, when he was young. I don't know, you know, my, 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 my upbringing was different to yours. I, I, just, I just knew how to play the game, man. You know, the, the, one, of the, one of the biggest lessons I had, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a film called Smile Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I it's called Smile Orange. It's about two. Uh, it's, about, it's a Jamaican film. It's set in Jamaica. It's about two bus boys in this hotel, and basically they're scamsters. They're waiting for like some witch women to come along so they can give us some some diggy diggy and get some money and that. Anyway, the, the one thing you started, <laughs> I know where you saw that one. Then <laughs> the, the main man was called Ringo Smith, and the song was like Ringo Smith is his name and survival is game. Anyway. <laughs> He turned around to the bus boy and said to him, "There's what as a black man in this world, you've got to know how to play your part." And I always, I heard that word. I heard him say that, and I thought, "Play your part." And he's right. You know, my upbringing different to yours, when I played the part, I knew how to switch, how to be, how to be from Rowdy Rangers. You're right, mate. How you doing? How you doing, now, Mocker? How's the wenches? But then when I come back home, I can say, "Yo, why, why? Where are you from? Dumping them there." You know what I mean? So I played my part and because I could play it well it, when I was growing up, I didn't get it. I was, I was, I was deputy head boy at school. I was okay. deputy head boy at school. That means I'm one down from head boy. That means when I walk down the corridor, people are turning when I'm walking down and turning to look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> the boss. You know what I mean? my corridor, man. What are you dealing with, son? I'm glad for y'all, big bosses and shit. I was the one getting bullied in school. <laughs> Fuck y'all. High well, class motherfuckers. Fuck y'all. No, I love y'all to death, but fuck y'all. I was getting bullied. You know? Where were y'all at when I needed y'all? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so, so that was different. different. It was different for me, but yeah, I think, you know, like I say, to, to hear about someone who is self taught, who's done so much and done so much based on him wanting to do so much that, that, that that's inspirational man and that's what i mean these, these kind of stories well, that's amazing to be told. it's it it's like told. a lot of our a lot of our accomplishments are are like swept under the rug like yeah. the the first ever open heart surgery successful was done by yeah. a black man a black right. man also invented the traffic light yeah. you know um, the first man to die in the Revolutionary War for the independence of America was a man, was a black dude. You know, wow. yeah. the, you, you've heard, the, yep. you've heard of the, the, the shot heard around the world. That was where yeah. the, the, start, the start of the American Revolutionary War, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the, they, they talk <laughs> about that shot, but they don't talk about the person that received that bullet. You know? Right. 
and and yep. and so there's that. there's there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things you know right. um i remember it is I remember, funny because when you think about sorry go no go for it I was just saying, uh, for Nigel's uh, the clock guy, I'm pretty sure all of us had the same figure when we were all looking at clocks. We we saw the inventor was this white guy with this twisted mustache. Yeah, the white beard and glasses. One eye glass. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, we were way off. <laughs> I did learn about the American independence at school and I remember a teacher turning around to me in the lesson and saying, oh Nigel, your ancestors would have been slaves. <laughs> or monkeys. Seriously? <laughs> Mate, I was, swear, I was 13. It's a beautiful time, thing to say to a kid. And I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know I had to switch it up then. I was that shocked, I think. Yeah. Don't even know that school, but I realised. But then the thing is, if, if she'd have told me that story, how much more powerful would she have looked in my eyes? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Darn right. Yeah. Anyway, guys, you know what that means? It's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to thank our special guest. It's a great show. I love give, this. Give, a, give yeah, us a, a, give, We'll give the first. Uh, um, put you on a promoting thing. To say something special. Any? Do I want to say something special? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'll never get well if you pick it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that link. You're not even saying. Any- yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Uh, many blessings to everyone. Stay positive during these times. And keep away the negative. Remember, love is the key. Oh, Remember, oh yes. And respect. Oh, yes. Uh, Nigel, got anything to say? Anything? Yeah, I was saying, really, just everyone take care of yourself. We're in week, what, six and a half of lockdown. It'll soon be over, guys. Just make sure you're ready for the new normal well, when it comes. I don't know. I hope, I hope it's not over one day before this shit is done. Well, no. it's one of the worst things in the world to get everybody back out there, and then and then the shit happens again. It, it's never going to be done. I just want to say though. I just want to say before. I I just want to say that this thing about like uh, essential working. I was working for Amazon, right? And it's like timeout. What is essential? And I mean, if people are actually so, it's I don't know. It's this is very crazy. So I just wonder how people could work in a place where boxes are coming from all over the world, not getting sick. Things are not being said the way they're. I, I'm sorry. Things are a little suspicious to me. But anyway, praise, praise God. That's all I got to say. But whatever. <laughs> all right, then. Good man. Thanks, thanks guys. Did you finish your message, uh, Nigel? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Butcher, okay. So yeah, um, anyway, that was the Real Locker Room Talk with the Horseman of Black Uplicks and Butch Fuddins, of course. Uh, thanks for listening. If you like it, share it. And don't forget, we've got a new app. Download the app. I think everyone here has the app already. Let's see, you got an iPhone, of course. Then you don't have the app. I've got an I'll be coming soon. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys next week, man. Thanks again, Butch, for being there. Link, Nigel, thanks a lot, man. Peace. Oh, thank God. Bye, Peace, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We'll see you again, Peace. man, for sure. Take care. We enjoyed you, man. For real. Thank you.